It's only, it's only, there's only two more episodes left okay. for the year. <laughs> um, so, so we're speaking about topics or, or judgment by Christians, right? So that's this is so. Let's like put our change factor with it. So we've got in the in this day and age. Um, I'm not a big supporter of it, but in this day and age, we've got a lot of people that are challenging sexuality. So you've got guys that like guys, women that like women. And in in our religion, right, we've got it gets it gets frowned upon immediately. Immediately it gets questioned upon and they get kicked. They almost get um thrown out of the group or neglected immediately. So now you've got a person that's in that situation that life has changed. Let's say, for instance, we spoke about somebody that's lost their parent. Let's say they've experienced just sisters their whole life long. So the sisters, they played poop with their sisters. And, you know, you grew up. <laughs> I'm, I'm not a supporter of it at all. But I'm just trying to, to, to state on the worst case scenario where this guy was almost brought up to go into that way and look at men instead of women now as a christian we push him straight out of the groups we 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 almost condemn them straight away what if you find yourself in that situation and you feel like christianity is a a box and you can't no one wants to let you in axel your son (laughs) it's all intensity (laughs) this is gonna be interesting yeah, uh, a few things. Um, where do we start? Personally, it's my personal conviction that the church in general has put homosexuality on a pedestal in terms of sin. Um, that's the first thing I would say. The second thing I would say is the challenge with something like homosexuality is people tied in with their, with their identity. And once you challenge the sin, which is homosexuality, people feel like you are attacking who they are as a person. So that's a challenge. Number three, the Bible has always teached very clearly that it's a sin. And that people who practice it will not be sa- will not go to heaven, will not be in this when I say into the kingdom of heaven, this time I really mean heaven. That they, they will not be saved. It's a it's a sin. Uh the challenge for Christians is, and, and, and a lot of people have been bad with this. They've judged those people. Like you said, they've excluded them immediately. Like, okay, we can't hang out with you anymore, that kind of stuff. Our job, I believe, is to love those people. Our job is to, I would almost say, walk a road with them. People who struggle with those kinds of sins, they are not not our enemy as Christians. They are the mission field. They are the people we want to present the gospel to. They are the kind of people that we want to see get saved. So we should not be excluding them and disassociating from them and cutting off all ties and all that kind of stuff. I do not believe that is 
a biblical response to someone who's in that lifestyle. So what I would say is, I think ideally you would want to build relationship with someone like that. And then eventually, because there's actually an example in our church, there were two men, two gay men who were married, who joined, who came to our church and started attending one of our communities. And we embraced them and they were part of it for a few months um, into lockdown even. But you build a relationship, but it comes to a point where eventually, once they've, and in this, this case, they affirmed that they believed the Bible was the word of God and they were on board with everything. There comes a point where you have to have a conversation then with them about this is the reality. This is, this is, this is the situation. You are not pushing them away, but but what I would say is the idea at the end of the day is to share the gospel with them, what Jesus has done for them on the cross. And that, for someone to get saved, is a supernatural work. That's the Holy Spirit. That is not something that we have control over. So he can change someone's life radically in a moment. We have a good friend um, I don't think he'll mind but I won't mention his name whose brother was in a homosexual lifestyle and God saved him out of that so it's obviously definitely possible we don't push people away but we the, you can you can love someone and not agree with them at the same time or what whatever they are caught up in yes. but but and, and so I would say for an individual, I, I can keep on walking a road with someone who's in that lifestyle. And it, it won't be a problem. I, I can't I can't maybe entertain the stuff that they want to do that goes against what I believe. And I, so I, they would obviously need to know how I feel about it and what I believe. But I would say in the church context, there comes a point where they would have to make a decision. And, and this is not just for homosexuality, but there's... No one, you can't really be part of a church if you are knowingly and actively involved in continuing unrepentant sin. So that is a challenge that we face. But I would say, in a lot of cases, Christians have not been very good at handling this issue. I agree with you. And I do think we need to be better. But that is what I would say from my side on what you've yeah, said. Video, yeah, video, you say Yeah, I'm just, just the scripture that, um, that I, I actually thought about earlier today and uh, it, it relates to, to this and, uh, but, yeah, it's, it's actually a hard scripture. And God is, and it refers to mankind and it gets to this point where it said for this reason and this is because of people actually continuing in this and continuing to dishonor god and and it says for this reason god gave them up to dishonorable passions for the women exchanged natural relations for those that are contrary to nature and the men likewise gave up natural re- 
natural relations with women and were consumed with passions for one another, men committing shameless acts with men and receiving in themselves the due penalty for the error. So what I take out of that is that clearly it's a sin. Because God would not give you up to that type of passion if it wasn't something that will glorify him. But it's not for us to do that. Because it says, for God gave them up. So if I go to that person and go and condemn him to hell, not actually showing the love of God to that person, it like it's not my job. I I can't, I'm not the judge of of the world that is god doing it and and it it gets to a to that point eventually but i agree with what what he says like for for us it's walking a road with people showing them the love of christ but if someone actually gets to a point and says i confirm that the word of god is truth nothing else is truth and you say, okay, but this is what the Word of God says. And if the Word of God confronts that person's sin and he doesn't respond to it, there's nothing I can do mm-hmm. for that person. But, but I, I, I believe, I believe personally you can still walk a road with them. Yes. I think the challenge is, I think I can. you can absolutely be friends with someone in that lifestyle without as long as you don't compromise your own beliefs. Yes. Uh, and we are called to love those people. They are the mission field. We are called to love them uh, because it is not, like I said, it's not a sin that we should put on a pedestal that yes. this is the worst sin of all. But, and there are, I know what it is, but there are other places in the Bible where it's also, conf- where it's also, yeah, yeah, yeah. Talk about, yeah it's yeah, not just where, one place no, in the Bible. It actually, where it actually yeah. says that it's a sin. But the thing, the scripture that Israel Flau quoted and got torn apart for, but it it shows so many different other sins, but people pick out that thing yeah. and it offends them yeah. because as he says, like they've made it their identity. Mm. And as soon as you you attack someone's identity, then it becomes, then it, it it's more personal. Like if I say, "Hey, you drunk hot," yeah. it's like, okay, like it's, it's it's okay. huh? Drunk hot. Like a bleep. Who come? Like fro. Nee, see nooit hoe kom. Like check my head. Oh my word. <laughs> so so I don't know if that answers Tim, your I'm question. Very, but I'm very, very surprised you haven't said once we were. It's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm so. <laughs> 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 That's why he doesn't we have his own mic. We share. <laughs> <laughs> it's. <laughs> I don't no. know if that answers what you said, but that would be our perspective on it. I hope that's helpful. Yeah, I feel it's a very interesting topic. Every generation interprets the Bible differently, mm. but I, I'm like, the Bible should actually interpret itself. You know, you shouldn't be, and the Holy Spirit should be the one that leads you to, see, like now I'm reading this, but I'm reading it in a different way. It, The Bible hasn't changed in the last 2,000 years. It still says the same thing. It still it carries the same message. People change 
change it according to what they want to believe. Mm. They change, they take a scripture and they twist it. And Let's chat about that quick. We're on, we on that. Like, how do we know the Bible we're reading is the right one? Because we've got we've we some there was a there was a meeting a few few years ago a few hundred thousand years ago. Get an ESV the, Bible. It's pretty solid. <laughs> you pretty, pretty sure? It's pretty solid. That's the. Is it stamped at the back? It's pretty solid. <laughs> yeah. Is it a signed autograph? <laughs> yeah, but I mean, like, if you go look, um, I was listening to someone speak about this the other day, and they said. There's so many versions of the Bible, and like you said, someone now goes and changes that one or two words to be more appealing to the general public. Mm. Uh, let's say about homosexuality. Now, it's more appealing to the general public, so that book is uh, that uh, that book's right. Eh? So let's show this to them, and not show the one that's completely condemning it. Um, you can, like, you can actually. <laughs> I've got an app on my phone. <laughs> No one's changing the Bible that radically. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but so so there's different. <laughs> if if someone is obviously that's not a legitimate Bible, uh, but there are different. Uh, now the English is escaping me. Vertalings, um, translations. That's what I'm looking for. There are different translations of the Bible, but. The original text, so the New Testament was written in Greek and the Old Testament in Hebrew. Ne? Yeah. That's that is un, that is unchanged. So the way it's been translated will differ here and there, but the meaning of the text stays the same. But you you can't alter the text to make something like homosexuality less of a sin or it, it's never changed that radically you can um, i mean there's actually translations that has done that there's yeah. there's translations that uh, like i've gone through i've actually gone through the afrikaans bible through the years and there's translated they, they've actually changed some of it which is to fit uh, and which is completely wrong but you can always these certain ways you can go back like if you take a scripture that you're struggling with and wondering if this is still original there's uh, there's actually places you can go to go and look at the original text of that verse what is the meaning of that specific word if that word it was in the original and i mean they've got thousands of copies still uh, like from like of the uh, not the original but uh, like uh, pretty close to yeah I, I, they always go <laughs> go to like the closest i think of alexander the great um is like within 300 or 600 years of the time that he lived and people believe that story more than they believe the Bible, but they've got uh, they've got original copies of the transcripts of the Bible that's closer in time than that. Mm. But they can't uh, they can't believe that they can't believe that it's fact. And uh, Bibles are not translated by individuals; it, it's by, yeah. by committees. Yeah, 
Um, this is like old and it's thicken. yeah. It's not like I'm gonna. There is the the passion translation is done by one person. <laughs> the passion translation is not a good Bible to read, and yeah. we would strongly recommend that people do not use the passion translation because that has been twisted in all kinds of ways. Um, but I think. Time-wise, let's move on to maybe your next... If there's nothing else you want to add, you can... Let's just quickly. So, um, there were more books in the Bible. We've mm. been told. We've been. I've been told. I've been taught from other people that there were more books in the Bible. How do we know for sure those books couldn't have taught us additional information than what the current one does? The only one. The main. The, ma- the main one. <laughs> It's just, uh, this uh, This is the book that was decided upon. This is the canon of Scripture. Nothing gets added to this. Nothing gets taken away. And uh, so, uh, I, I can't give you a different answer. This is what the early church decided on. This is what will be used as the Word. Of, this is the Word of God, led by the Holy Spirit. And to add to this is not going to, help yeah. in any I, way. I, honestly I can't give you a complete answer yeah. I, I knew the answer I can't remember it now but what we read now in the Bible is like Weber said what was decided and nothing gets added nothing gets taken it's away it's sufficient it's sufficient and it's spirit led it, mm. it's, it's like I believe the Bible as it's lying there on the table that's God decided which books to, for the order of them all that kind of stuff so yeah it is it's it's written by man but inspired by the holy spirit yeah we want to move on i don't know (laughs) yeah do you have more questions on where we were now so i love it um let's okay let's speak about this is a very very interesting one so we're moving to a cashless society we're looking at things like mti we're looking at cryptocurrencies and if we start reading in books of revelations there's a few warnings about one world order one world currency and so forth and what i would like now let's say we start picking up these trends and we start you know questioning this this is now based on our change we start questioning is this right? Is it wrong? And now we need to conform to buy products in this way in the future, in the next 20, 30 years is what's going to happen. So now we're going, this could be the one world or the, that the Bible is telling us about. How do we know? Well, if I look at the world, I think it's far from unified <laughs> into being one. <laughs> yes, like it's so divided. Eh? I think we're actually going to see more countries. <laughs> Countries split up. Yeah. I think it's uh, yeah. It's, yeah you it's saw probably you referring to the Antichrist and <laughs> stuff like that. It's like yeah, it's Mark of the Beast, all that kind of stuff. It's very difficult. I I like, think uh, Scripture will be our guiding light. Uh, we are not to conform that anything that is sin, anything that is contrary to the will of God. Some things are clear in the Bible in terms of the Book of Revelation, but not everything. Uh, there will be more than one cryptocurrency. 
So yeah, it's, it's that's also <laughs> what I thought about. Like he's not he's yeah. not just Bitcoin. Like he's the final Bitcoin will only be mined in twenty one forty when we are long gone. So uh, yeah, I would just say that we stay faithful to what the word teaches. Uh, there will be changes. I don't know if it's going to be in our lifetime, but there will be changes that's going to be challenging. Uh, but I believe God will guide us in those times and guide the church as a whole. Not, it's not just about individual Christians, it's about the body of Christ, which is the church, um, will guide us through that uh, and prepare us for it. So, yeah, change is coming. But I know this is going to sound cheesy and cliche, but God is on our side. <laughs> and the victory has already been accomplished. There is a lot of things that sound cliche because it's it's true. It's true. <laughs> yeah. it's, it says it in the Bible. So yeah. to say it like And the Bible tells yeah, we are not of this world. We are passing through. Um, we should not find our joy and our purpose in this world. Uh, but we should follow Jesus and shine his light and, sh- and, and preach the gospel to as many people as possible. That is our mandate, which we should pursue. Are you done with all your questions? Yeah, no, I've, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling questioned out. Eh? I've, I'd be able to go on for days, but <laughs> I'm awake. But <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm yeah. enjoying it. Did we answer your questions on change? Yes, yeah, no, I definitely, definitely. Just something that I thought about w- earlier was, like, we need to to understand that God is sovereign. And God is unchanging. Like you need to explain that probably. What sovereign. It means to be sovereign. Yes, yeah, it's going <laughs> to take a long explanation. I just want to say that, that this episode did not at all go in the direction that I was thinking it was going to go in. Yeah. But, okay. So our preparation meant nothing. Nothing, <laughs> yes. But that's good. Be ready in and out of season. Yeah. Uh, so, but I think it's important, like God is unchanging. I think that's m- the most important thing. So if, if God says that he's the same yesterday, today, forever, if the Bible has, uh, the Bible has always been relevant. I think people try and say, no, but it's not relevant anymore. It's relevant. Like if you go read certain things in the Bible, you're like, what? This is like 2000 years ago. It sounds like we're living in the now. So things people we struggle uh, with now is the things they struggled with back then. It 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 hasn't changed. God is unchanging. In certain situations in your life where things feel like it's changing, there needs to be a firm foundation which is God, the unchanging one. So for me personally, in times in my life where I felt, okay, now I'm moving from this to this, and I'm just like, oh, yes, and this is like, I can know for sure that God is still the same. And in my situation, in whatever I face, I know that I can turn to Him and He will be that rock in that change, and He will lead me through it in His way. If it's like... Even if it's if you feel maybe it's not from him, it's from him, probably, because he will turn all things for the good of those who love him. The views expressed in this podcast is not necessarily mine. Tech. 
Jij weet je stem is om. Ik heb je nou een woord gelezen wat je gezegd hebt. Dus je dat vol. Dus in jouw oren. Maar dat is goed. Ik luister altijd wat je zegt. Ik weet niet waarom je praat. Ik luister nog heel tijd uit. Zelfs toen ik al mijn kamer in gehaard heb, dat ik geluisterd wat je gezegd hebt. Oh, oké. Ja, hij heeft gepraat. Repent for Alien. But based on what I thought this episode was going to be, I just wanted to give a few pointers on responding to change as a Christian. Ik heb niet nooit als veel gestuur, maar je kan het, ja. It's not no particular order. I just, this is just random, a random order of things. How we respond to change constantly, be spirit-led, stay in step with the Holy Spirit. Uh, he guides us, He convicts us, and He, how do I put this the right way? He, <laughs> He guides us to the truth. Yeah, we don't have to depend on our own strength and our own wisdom and our own knowledge. So be spirit-led in everything we do. Uh, the other thing I said here, seek first the kingdom of God. And from that, all things will be given to you. So in everything we do, whether it's deciding to to get a new job or buy a car or how should I spend this money or whatever, seek first his kingdom, what will glorify him. Uh, take into account God's sovereignty. As Kobus briefly touched on that. Now, I don't want to really un- unpack God's sovereignty. It's, it's going to take a while. <laughs> the sovereignty basically means is God is in control of all things at all times. There's certain things that he has decided beforehand, but he also uses our decisions, our free will decisions to accomplish his will that he wants to achieve. And he our is absolutely not surprised by anything that happens in this world. Yes. He knows what we're going to do and decide, but that doesn't mean he changes it or influences or overrides it. It just means he uses it for his purposes as he pleases. Because our, I believe our will is um what's the word i'm looking for his will supersedes our will abide in the vine what does that mean corvus abiding in christ which jesus says jesus says in john 15 abide in me uh then i'll abide in you that just means having a relationship with him Mm. um staying close to him seeking his will uh And if you stay close to him, he'll stay close to you, basically. You can expand on that, but we don't have time. Change, constant change, embrace it. I said social media, expand. Uh, So obviously Christians, oftentimes now you'll see they would uh, not be keen to be on social media or engage with people on social media because it always creates, you know, like a debate and all that kind of stuff. But the flip side of that is it is a way, that is where people are spending their time and it's a way to reach people. So I posted something on Facebook, I think on Sunday. When was Biden, when was it? Something about the election anyway. And it, and a lot of people responded and I engaged with them, each one of them, every comment, one for one. And then this morning... I think it was or last night, an old colleague of mine, journalism colleague, 
who's, who knows about God but is not a, is not a believer, inbox Facebooks me or inbox, sends me an inbox messages on Facebook and asking me all these questions about abortion, about death penalty, about transgenderism, all that kind of stuff. So now I have an opportunity to witness to her and and engage with her in the, in the, in, with those um, issues that I normally would not have. So if that's where people spend their time, that's a, a place where we can reach them is social media because I, I, I like to use social media to point people to Jesus and to the Word of God and just to remind them because there's so much noise in the world. We get bombarded with so much info. It's nice to be reminded of of truth. Uh, to remember we are, not, we are not of this world, like I mentioned before. How we respond to change, what helps is belonging to a church family, like Megan has done now. Megan has joined us. She's one of us. And we love her. And <laughs> yeah, belong to a church family where you are loved, supported, um, being held accountable, someone's discipling you, and you are growing in your love for God and worshiping Him and using your gifts that you've been given to edify the body of, of Christ and edify the believers. Yeah, so I just said uh, someone holds you accountable. And then finally, make Jesus your highest treasure and then aim to glorify Him in all things. That's how we respond to change. We are not to fear. We are not to be anxious about tomorrow. We are called, and this is going to be hard, but but it's the truth. As Christians, we are called to suffer as Jesus suffered when He was here. Um, Jesus does not offer us a life of... Is tranquility the right word? Tranquility is a good thing, right? He doesn't offer us a life of convenience and wealth and comfort. Um, but what he does say is, if you forsake all those things and follow me, it's going to be a lot. It's going to be a lot more worth it. Usek it more. I think it's just like me. Lose your life to find it. So counting the cost. Yeah. So what everything it, everything we as Christians do, we do with a view of eternity. It's not a, just about the here and the now. It's about having a higher view of where we are going when we die. But um yeah, Tim, thanks very much for being here. Thanks for asking very good questions. I think it's questions that all of us ask at some stage in our lives. We hope that uh, or I hope that me and you just um, gave you. I can't buy it. I can't buy it. This was the day on Anyway, I'm stop it now. Let's say my cafe. But um, yeah, Megan and Lisa, thank you guys for being here as well. And uh, Tim, we'd love to have you back on the podcast sometime, maybe in 2021. Justa, tot ziens. Cheers. Okay. Yeah. Was like it. Thanks, Tim. Thanks, Tim. Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah. Thanks for being here, you guys. <laughs> Yeah, thanks everyone for listening and uh yeah, see you in the next one. Cheers. See you.